Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie, Eric Siska. What is that oh movie? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not Out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen <laughs> yes. finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're gonna be talking all about it on December seventh, which is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> at White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City, and this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak. Refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help right. out with rent a cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal gang, only wherever <laughs> Steve's legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue and it's really close to the train if you're like you're in the in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? Path train's a, a stone's throw away. A here. stone's throw, folks. Come on out to the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be Today on the program, We Hate Movies celebrates 250 episodes on the air by talking about Highlander 2. Yeah! All right, let's get into it. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadag. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning into our fine little program for what is the 250th time we've done this. We're talking Highlander 2 colon The Quickening from 1991, directed by Russell Malacky, previously seen on the show uh, directing The Shadow. Right. And he's also the director of the first Highlander. Which just blows my mind because yeah, of is. how little respect this movie has for the first movie. <laughs> it's weird, right? Like, it's it's a reboot. It's a sequel reboot. A sequel boot. A C-boot? It's also kind of a pre-boot, too, a little yeah. bit. There's, it gets into the how we became immortal, which is bullshit. Yeah. And, and then you said that the third movie kind of disavows this movie, which would make that a tree-boot? Yeah. It's a tree-boot. Weird. Terrence Malick's tree-boot of life. <laughs> So, up front, Steve and I just saw this for the first time. Which boggles my mind. I, <laughs> Does it? Yeah, because I Boggles? Saw, it's been boggled. Because <laughs> I saw this movie um, in the early 90s. This, I mean, as it was intended to be seen. Well, exactly, that's for sure. Exactly, on a giant tube TV. <laughs> yeah. 
That is one of those ones. In a pair of basketball shorts. In a, in a pair of basketball shorts with a. That have never seen a basketball court, mind you. <laughs> with a Warner Brothers cartoon character on my t shirt. <laughs> on what, like an old Zenith TV that has to sit on the ground. Oh, yeah. Sure. On a carpet. Oh, yeah. You, this, this is one of those. You put your elbows in the carpet, mm-hmm. the oh. shag carpet, yep. and you kick back and you watch Highlander 2. You got a couple action figures keeping you company, maybe? <laughs> no. Maybe you do. Uh, I mean, I'll just say up front that I didn't see the original Highlander until maybe like two or three years ago. Also like, insane. This was a franchise that I just totally missed. I know. Ditto as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, Andrew and I didn't grow up in the same house, but like weirdly, <laughs> I just never got to this movie. It wasn't. I feel like you had those franchises your family latched onto, and then you right. didn't. And this is one that my family did not latch onto. My family went Highlander crazy. <laughs> I mean, I've always known what it was, but I've steered clear. And even that first one, man, like it took me like two or three times to watch it and get through it. Uh, I kept falling asleep. You are terrible. I think the first <laughs> one's a fun romp. Uh, I rewatched it not long ago, and I remember, you know what? I still like this movie. I understand it's okay not to like a movie. Of everyone. course. <laughs> if you don't like Highlander, that's fine. But I grew up in really enjoying that first well, movie. Well, you've got some badass Clancy Brown in that movie, which uh, I yeah. think something that distinguishes itself from this movie which there's zero Clancy Brown and 100% more terrible Michael Ironside. You uh yeah you go from uh Lex you go from Lex Luthor to Dark Side that way. Oh, that's actually true. <laughs> Read a fucking comic book, Steve. <laughs> I will one day. So we start uh this movie, it's 2024. Right. The uh, uh the future. Yeah. 8 years after uh Donald Trump's two-term uh uh presidency, which is why the ozone layer is dead and yep. uh <laughs> We had to have it's a, permanent night outside. Permanent night outside. We had to have an, a previously immortal being design <laughs> an under the dome esque shield for the planet. Is what's going on, and that's like Trump McCloud. Trump McCloud. <laughs> he still hasn't announced his running mate, and Carly Fiorina definitely won't be it. So it could be Connor McCloud. If he announces <laughs> his running mate is Connor McCloud, oh, I might have to vote for him. <laughs> I'm one heartbeat away from being the leader of the free world. I, <laughs> if that was the case, if, now, if you guys are being serious, <laughs> and if that was actually the case, yes, we would have to elect Trump and find a way to kill him the yeah. same right when he gets in office. Right, and then make a Highlander the president before he can make any bad decisions. Exactly. <laughs> Although the Highlander wasn't born in this country. Well, I guess it didn't matter for Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was fine with that, so I guess he's all right. Yeah, so it's 2024, um, and uh, and it's a it's a Blade Runner world is and, what we're ripping off hard. See, and here. this is the big problem with going from Highlander one to Highlander two is Highlander one very much fantasy. This is sci fi garbage. Right. Yeah, this right. is just the cyberpunk nonsense. <laughs> and uh, Highlander one is uh, for the most part shot on location in New York. Big time. I mean, the end of that movie, you have the famous fight scene between Lambert and Clancy Brown on the roof of Silver Cup Studios in Long Island City, our former stomping grounds. Like, it's kind of cool. They're all over Central Park in that movie. Like, yeah. it's nice seeing all this stuff. But because it's like the nearish future and everything's a shithole, now it's We're just inside a- Silver Cup Studios, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Um, so that's like the world we're living in. And like, yeah, it's Blade Runner-y. So it, that means like 
it's always nighttime and it's like film noir era. So yeah. this everything like cars, buildings, clothes, it's all like 1940s. It's style. like the shadow, which it, you would right. direct right after this. Totally. A very uh, Batman the animated series, which I believe started before this, maybe. Yeah, uh Christopher Lambert sleeping at the opera, which uh <laughs> that's that's the beginning of this. He's at an opera and he, That's he what does... I'd be doing at the opera, by the way, taking a big fat nap. He's kind of have like Batman begins nightmares, like, oh dad, mom, can we leave? Can we leave the opera now? I'm remembering the beds. Well, that's what's weird. It's like, it's this opera that he's watching that inspires these flashback memories of his in where we're told that Connor McLeod, as we knew him, as this immortal Scottish so-and-so, is not the case. And he's an alien from another time that's like, like literally like, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away type situation. Yep, right. It's another planet. It's future past. hundred years in the past. <laughs> and him and Ramirez. Sean Connery. Yes. For anyone who don't, don't remember, uh, Ramirez. And played I believe by they Sean even Connery. call him like Ramirez in the past. They do. They call him the he's planet. McLeod and Ramirez. I Which guess that the their dumbest. documents came what? over with them when they get exiled. <laughs> it's just the dumbest fucking shit in the world. <laughs> And they they get exiled. They start at the beginning of that Apple commercial. Like it's just all these people, all these drones, all these drones waiting. And like uh, Sean Connery's giving a speech, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm not going to lead us to, to greatness. This guy is, and that's McCloud. The spotlight and comes on Christopher Lambert. They lead this rebellion against Katana. Katana. <laughs> How weird is it that you hear Christopher Lambert say Katana in another movie? Before Mortal Kombat. <laughs> what a fucking stupid movie who this is. is. Michael Ironside. Right. Who so, is like the, the Saddam Hussein of this planet. <laughs> so I guess uh, this planet that he lives on, what's it called? Planet Iraq. <laughs> I don't it's, think it's named. It's a planet of white guys with ethnic names that don't match their uh, where, where they're actually from. Because wow. you have right. a, a Belgian man uh, <laughs> named McLeod, you've got a Scottish man named Ramirez, and you've got a, a Canadian named Katana. <laughs> is he? he was, well, I, I, well, I don't think very he's, good. Is he Belgian? I don't. Th- isn't he like American Swiss or something? Oh, I gotta look that up. I don't oh, know. I don't, oh, I think he may have grew up in Switzerland, but he was born in in the United States. He certainly is not Scottish. He's vaguely European and not Scottish. Well, yeah, Yeah, either way, yeah, not Scottish. And it's like... It's like a dune planet, kind of, and it's there's always like... It's very much a dune planet, like which is a ch- mistake. Yes. I like <laughs> Anything you... associated with dune is a mistake. Just a quick pause. I like how Eric is like, oh, I think that he was born in New York and grew up in... Sw-. That's exactly what it is, because you know a lot about Christopher Lambert. <laughs> Whew, oh, for a second, think... I thought you were going to throw it in my face, that he's Belgium, asshole. No, 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 no. but... You would have had to turn in your Christopher Lambert fan club badge. (laughs) No refunds. (laughs) I'm keeping every penny of your yearly dues. Oh, man. But I got almost got to pay for the GeoCities pay. (laughs) But I I almost got all my punch cards. (laughs) You You see nine of my movies and the tenth one is free. <laughs> Nobody knows uh, Christopher Lambert officiated Eric's wedding. It was a beautiful. Ceremony. Oh man, it was great! I couldn't believe you got him. What a great day! For was... my my number one fan. <laughs> Honestly, that would have made it better. Oh. <laughs> 
you're the only one who's completed the punch card. <laughs> now I officiate your wedding day. After ten punches, I officiate the wedding. Or f- give a funeral mass. Whichever you want. Oh, man, I would have loved it. Here is a man I did not know, but he saw ten of my movies. <laughs> <laughs> he lived a good life, obviously. That is ten more than most. <laughs> Oh, man. And so, all right, so there is some gobbledygook. They're on Dune Planet. Sorry, yeah, that's where we were. Yes, Dune Planet. There's a bunch of, like, huge uh, humanoid-looking sculptures in the Mm -hmm. desert kind of a thing. I thought they'd be sandworms. (laughs) Oh, get some Beetlejuice involved in this? Yeah, I think this is where Beetlejuice goes. What is that, Saturn or something? Yeah, it is, is, I believe. Yeah. Wait, in Beetlejuice, it's Saturn. That's, yeah, they say they say the word Saturn at least once. Saturn's a gaseous planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, not anymore, buddy. All right, M- maybe not once there's Halloween magic in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so something, something. Sean Connery and Christopher Lambert like bond themselves by each sticking their hand in a thing of like melted wax. Yeah, it's and, a hot scene. Yeah, <laughs> Sean Connery's like. You know, okay, so this is going to bond us forever. Blood brothers. If you ever need me, you just have to call my name, and I'll be there. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. Like, they're, they're like, rewriting the history of this franchise. Or, like, rewriting the history of the first movie. Even, which right is before premise your eyes. Of the, first, the premise of the first movie. Mm-hmm. The basic understanding of each other's characters in the first movie <laughs> yes. of, hey, I don't know who you are, you Spanish peacock. Like, they don't know each other. Right. They, they, none of this shit's connected. They just happen to be immortal, and they form a kind of a brotherhood from that. Right. But this script in Highlander to the Quickening is sure to cover all those bases, though, because Connery's got a line where he's like, now the next time we see each other on Earth, you might not recognize me, but you've always known me. Like so, they cover all of that, so it still quote makes sense. The whole like forget me gas bullshit, and when they're transported, they know they're going to be immortal, right? Like it's weird that they get there and they live a regular life. Like how are they? How did Connor even get into this like Scottish clan and then go and fight in a battle with them? It also it make so basically that they get sentenced to this. Ironside is pissed. He's like, hey, they, they broke the cause. He goes in front of some council that makes no sense whatsoever. It's like the Bill and Ted's council. <laughs> yes. <you know? laughs> Everyone's kind of speaking telepathically. I'm right. No, no lips are moving, but like. Uh, no, I think lips are moving because uh, these are some terrible actors. Okay. Fair I enough. think only one of them speaks. Like he says oh, something to Ironside. God. It was probably ADR. And it's basically <laughs> yeah. like, oh, they're immortal, which is unnatural on our world, which we're not going to explain. But uh, they will either kill them or we will um, exile, exile right. them, which is sentencing, sentencing, them, sentencing them to Earth. Right. Which is a prison. It, I, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and he's like, oh, and they kind of go through the Highlander thing. They kind of like fold that in. They're like, yeah, Earth is a prison, but there's a bunch of other immortals on there. And they will all fight each other until there is only one left. And at that point, that person will get gain their mortality. And so are we to believe then that, like, so this is what happened to Clancy Brown, and yeah. he was maybe there before these dudes? Yeah, he was jaywalking. <laughs> he was just jaywalking on that planet. <laughs> They're like, exile him. 
You crossed Desert Avenue. <laughs> Get him out of here. The light. That guy. <laughs> Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Kill his family. Get him out of here. That guy that ambushes Lambert in the wrestling match. That was tax evasion. That was tough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Why is there no wrestling in this movie? What? There's wrestling? No, pro- the first movie starts with professional wrestling. This yes. movie starts oh. with the opera, Nice Drive. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a good point. Yeah. Well, there's kind of professional wrestling in this movie because Michael Ironside's costume, he's wearing like the fucking intercontinental belt the whole time. It's this big, like gaudy belt. It's like, it's all black, mm-hmm. but it looks like a wrestling title belt. It's yeah. hilarious. So I think that's maybe that's a nod oh, for, a little, little, for the wow. for the fans. Oh wow! So, so he's sleeping in this. He pulls a Jay Sherman, the critic, in this movie. <laughs> he falls asleep, like thinking Lambert, about, by the way. Yes, Lambert, thinking about his like horrible life or whatever. And then he wakes up to some usher, like, "Excuse me, Mister McCloud, show's over." <laughs> and here's Lambert. He's in like terrible-looking age makeup. He looks like Vigo the Carpathian. And what is this voice he's doing? He's just like... I'm at the opera. Thank you, Mommy. Mommy? Mommy? Are we at the opera? Well, it's it's, it's a Vito Corleone, kind of. Like, yeah. after his throat gets cut or whatever. Like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very a bad old man voice. It's so terrible. And you're like... Counting the seconds until this doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you, you know it's coming back, and I guess this is their nod. Like, because he did, he killed Can- Clancy Brown, who was the last of the Highlanders. Right, mm-hmm. blew up Silver Cup Studios and <laughs> became mortal. And now it's forty years later. He's lived the life. He's like kind of on the last days. He's just waiting to die. Because I guess the option, by the way, the only thing that's missing. I mean, him going to the opera, going to the Met. Yeah, he just needs a big old backpack and a sandwich. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> now we're talking about now an old guy at the Met yeah, falling asleep true. during the production. <laughs> you want a backpack and a packed lunch? Waking up only to bitch about how cold it is in the auditorium. <laughs> All of his newspapers and New Yorkers. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, he's got like a little canvas bag with weeks old newspapers uh, uh, in it. Yeah, it says the strand on it. <laughs> yeah, like not to be ageist, but there are some old timey New Yorkers who are better off just hunkering down in their fucking hoarder apartment and just getting crushed to death under a pile of newspapers. It's true, and it sounds terrible. When I see them on the subway, I'm like, what are you doing out? <laughs> Seriously. Or like, why haven't you left this city yet? (laughs) Or left this earth. (laughs) Because they haven't removed their head from their body. Oh. Speaking of which, I think you were getting at that um, Connor McLeod wins the prize in which lets him age and become an old man. But the other alternative, right. which it did not exist until this movie. Yeah, it's a multiple <laughs> choice. Is that you can like go back in time to where you're from, this other planet, and I guess be the age you were when you left. Right. Well, I think... I think that's Is that the like threat. a right away situation? Like, okay, you killed the last one. Now it's you. Right. You can either hang out or you can go back. It seems like you can hang out until you just want to go back. But right. he doesn't know that he's a, a, a an alien, right? He doesn't know I, until he goes to the opera <laughs> eight, 800 years later. Until Wagner kicks his memory <laughs> back into gear. But I, I, It's very Proustian, actually. Know, this this is, song reminds me about that time I was hanging out with Adolf Hitler. <laughs> 
did not hang out with Adolf Hitler. There are photographs in this movie that insinuate what? that he served in World War II in some way. Maybe yeah, he was on, a, the, on the good guy. Maybe he was lying about being a double. It's entirely possible. <laughs> That's possible, but I think I read years ago, because mm-hmm. I've been a kind of a secret Highlander head, uh, <laughs> that I think there are deleted scenes, or there was a different cut of this film in which... There did explore his military service a little more. Hey, Highlander maniacs, I'm sending you a tape with the alternate cut of Highlander 2. Only you Highlander maniacs can get it. By the way, Eric, see you at your wedding. (laughs) It's only for Highlander maniacs with six punches or more. I'm monitoring those punch cards very carefully. Don't try to game the system to get Highlander 2 deleted scenes early. You need to see six of my movies before you can get it. Don't bullshit me. So the threat of Michael Ironsides recognizes that McCloud could always just come back to this fucking stupid planet. (laughs) Just totally ill defined. Dune Town. Yeah, go back to Dune Town. Town. And then, you know, potentially stage another rebellion and right. remove him from power. So he decides, I'm going to send two hedgehog assassins <laughs> into the future to fight McCloud, which is just <laughs> bullshit because you're just setting off the cycle again. Exactly. It makes no sense. Like, it's a real, if you want something done, you should do it yourself or whatever. But he sends, like... Yeah, they look like hedgehog porcupine type things. But they're also kind of birds because they have like beak like masks and they have wings. Yeah, I, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, they're just Nonsense. shockingly they're ill-conceived villains. But the weird thing is, like, even them, even the henchmen, the lowly henchmen, are like, dude, this guy's gonna die in a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. just let's wait it out. It's like no, for reasons. And it's What's like, awesome okay. is later in the movie. When, like, it's the first time of many that Michael Ironside and Lambert, like, meet up, Lambert says to him, like, hey, man, I was planning on just croaking here. What are you doing? And you can see in Ironside's face, he's like, well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So he sends these two henchmen back uh, to, like, you know, take him out once and for all. And Lambert is at a diner. He meets up with Virginia Manson, who is... By the way, so the, the Earth is dead, or, or, or the ozone, le- the, the, the global warming was so bad that apparently back in the 90s, uh, Lambert and uh, some other guy, Alan Rich. Uh, right. 1999, they, 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 they launched this project. Like a, like, a, like a global shield that like shields the, the world and so on and so forth. The downside being we're plunged into eternal darkness. And Virginia Madsen leads a group of uh, revolutionaries that try and well, take it down or something. Terrorists. <laughs> but I guess well, one person's terrorist and another person's revolutionary. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. But there's like there's there's rumors circulating that by this point the ozone layer may have healed itself. And in fact, the corporation that runs this shield, because of course it's been monetized, yeah. um, is just lying about it to keep the shield up. Because I guess there's, shockingly again, it's ill-conceived and unexplained, but like the people of the world, I guess through taxes maybe, pay to keep the service of this shield in action. Sure. Uh, this business run by John C. McGinley. So Virginia Madsen's group of people are saying like, hey... We want to take this down because we believe, like, the ozone layer is fine and we can see the sun again and yada yada. 
So she's, we meet her conducting what you might argue is a terrorist attack, uh, trying to take down this, you know, right. organization to stop the shield. Uh, but she fails and then immediately just bumps into Christopher Lambert as the idea. And sparks fly. Do they ever? They are. Uh, so, so. Uh, w- He's very old. He's still doing his old bad voice. Yeah. He's when like, what is he's like hanging out with that bartender, like, oh, thank you, Tommy. Oh, oh, give me a whiskey and a glass of milk. <laughs> 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 you got it, Mr. Lambert. I mean, <laughs> Mr. McLeod. <laughs> well, that's a weird thing is like, by, at this point in time, Connor McLeod is like a global sensation right, because so of <laughs> inventing this thing. Apparently, he went back to his real name. To I guess live out his days and die, right? Sure, because it was Russell Nash in Highlander One. I'm almost worried we're getting tweets right now. Uh, oh, about ah, from the super Highlander, the Highlander heads. maniacs, are yeah, right? Actors? Yeah, but it's Did, possible. There can they, only be one. <laughs> now I'm just realizing maybe maybe they've aged out. <laughs> maybe they're they're all dead. <laughs> well, these so these two little bird porcupines come back in time to kill him. And we get this, like, ridiculous fight scene. This Mario Brothers-esque fight scene. Well, one of them is basically on a... You're, you're, you're right. They kind of remind me of those guys with the, in the cloud with the hammers that they were shot. <laughs> the Hammer Brothers. <laughs> the Hammer Brothers. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, they're also members of Griff Tannen's gang from Back <laughs> to the Future. They've got these, like, flying hoverboards, like... What are you thinking, McCloud? You can't use a hoverboard on water unless you got power. <laughs> and there's like a big old flying around chase scene. One of these dudes is decapitated by a slow moving train, which is pretty right, awesome because he, he like he gets like shoved off this train and he's, yep. he's slowly decapitated <laughs> under it, um, which is unfortunate. And so, like, what Connor McCloud realizes when he's at that bar, by the way, when these dudes touch down on Earth. He accidentally gets like into a little bit of a bar fight. Uh, character actress uh, Rusty Schwimmer, credited as drunk in this movie, hits him over the head with a beer bottle and he cuts his hand and he notices the hand heals up and he's like, oh no, it's starting all over again. <laughs> so then he goes out and he fights these two Highlanders. When he kills the one, a quickening happens, as is known to happen when sure. a Highlander is decapitated. And McCloud like gets his fucking energy and whatnot, and he like reverts back to sexy young Christopher Lambert, sexy thirty-seven-year-old Christopher Lambert, right? Uh, sexy. That's still sexy. Legally blind thirty-seven-year-old <laughs> Christopher Lambert. <laughs> and uh, does he kill the other guy at this point too? Like, soon, soon after, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's the big like hoverboard chase. Yeah, sequence. and then uh, and then he decides to have sex with Virginia Madsen in an alleyway, fucking like rats. By the way, <laughs> I mean it's, it's outrageous sex scene. I don't think like it's so weird, and I guess you're supposed to glean like what. Now he's young again, and it's like decades worth of horniness is just like flying back into his body. Right? Yeah. I mean, while well, he's been old for so long, I bet he's having some some thoughts. Right? <laughs> like he's sitting around the house or the opera. It's just so or the bizarre. opera house. Because <laughs> he's like, oh hi there, I'm Connor McLeod, and she's like, oh I'm Virginia Madsen's character, and he's like. <laughs> And he's like, well, that's good enough for me. And they start, like, hardcore right. making out. Well, and here's the thing is, dude, he's got all these fucking death boners. <laughs> Not oh, only does he have boners right. from 
murdering these two young men. Oh, yeah. But getting all their electric life force injected right into his Johnson. Oh, oh that's well, the that's... quickening, man. That quickening goes right there. So oh, is yeah. that the thing? Like, if you absorb a quickening, like, Instant you become erection. erect? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's getting, like, two in ten minutes. Yeah. I see. So that's going to last maybe four hours. <laughs> but they just... Fuck in this alley, like in front of everyone. It's like, wh- what are we doing? Which makes yeah. sense for Connor McLeod, maybe, but not really Virginia Madsen. Like, who is this guy? And she's just like totally down with she's it. Go- she's for it. Uh, at this point, I guess Sean Connery comes back because of contractual obligation. <laughs> yeah, I, I that. That's the only rational explanation for what happens. <laughs> well, because, again, like, he's got some dumb thing when they're back in Doontown, and he's like, now remember, I'll always be with you. If you it's like fucking E.T. He's like, I'll always be right here. Oh, Mr. Lambert, when, remember when there was always one set of footprints? That was when I was carrying. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing, Eric, I have a question. Is a ah, um, yes. In the first movie, when which I actually just rewatched not too long ago, so it's in my head. Ramirez meets McCloud like after McCloud's. It's been a little while. He's been a Highlander for a bit, but like Ramirez has been Ramirezing for a long. Like he's like, oh, I was in ancient Egypt and all this other shit, right? right yeah. Cleopatra. So when they got exiled, they were like, all right, we're gonna separate him. You know what? Exile him to like 504 BC, and then we'll exile uh, McCloud to like 1200. Um, yeah, I think that's because it doesn't make sense. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like the first movie is just like, you know, like one in a zillion people are born mm-hmm. with this immortality, and then they eventually meet up and kill each other. <laughs> like you, you do. Would do. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of cool. I kind of liked it. But, like, this doesn't make sense. No. Yeah, because they specifically said that he was older. Like, he's, he was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a wise old Highlander. <laughs> but so in this one he comes back uh, in the middle of a production in Scotland of uh, 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 Hamlet of Hamlet this dude's about to give the famous soliloquy and Connery like beams down right onto the stage and like <laughs> this audience is eating it up <laughs> man I was just I'm just picturing James Doohan somewhere <laughs> controlling this thing <laughs> Scotty trying to coordinate yeah. all these Highlander beams. <laughs> yeah. It's like a way station. Oh man, why were why wasn't there ever a Doohan and Connery buddy movie? That would have been a movie to that watch. No, I'll tell you why. Because Sean oh, Connery, my fat cousin's coming for dinner. He probably despised James <laughs> Doohan because James Doohan was a Canadian doing a Scottish oh, accent. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh my god, not gonna do a movie with a fake fucking Scotchman. I'll tell you that much. Working on your fucking Star Trek piece of shit, Shaw. <laughs> fucking die before I'll start something with James Doohan. Scotty my ass, you fucking fat fuck. <laughs> that's that's the show. <laughs> him refusing to star in something with him. That's yeah, what I want to see. Oh, a six a six episode like BBC sitcom? Yeah, yeah I like that idea. Yeah. Like, you know what? Honestly, give me like <laughs> Give me like a 1970s entourage <laughs> with Sean Connery. Oh, sure. And all, just all the shit that he passed on. That sh- you'd have to call that show Lady Slap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could call it Lady Slap, which is a good idea. But the James Doohan episode would be called Nothing Doohan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Nothing Doohan. 
<laughs> oh, that's your name. Yeah, I saw your dumb fucking show. <laughs> fucking Star Trek. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. So whatever, he comes down <laughs> and like, he's just like interrupting this performance for no reason. And this guy's like, get, like he's, the guy tries to like ignore it and continue the monologue, you know. But it's like, know? you've existed in a time period at least partially, where plays exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what's going on. You might even know well, the that's, play. Yes, that's where I thought this was going, was, you know, when I was advising Shakespeare on how to write Hamlet. <laughs> like, you're doing it all wrong or something. Like, that's where yeah, I thought it was going. Instead, the comedy is just like, oh, what you say to me? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, the guy oh, calls you know, him Shakespeare was a Highlander before I cut his fucking head off. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked the bard's head into a pile of pig shite. 
They used to say that the pen is mightier than the sword. Turns out they're wrong. <laughs> oh, that's the end of that scene. So the guy is like, uh, get off the stage, you shithead. And then here's the comedy. Is Connery is like, shithead? What's a shithead? Shithead? Shithead, shithead. And it's like, isn't it so hilarious hearing Sean Connery say shithead six times? Kind of. And he thinks, like, like he doesn't understand, like, why this dude is talking to the skull. So he's like, ah, I don't think your friend's gonna be talking back to you, boy. Well, he gets, like, a bad gay joke in because the bit is like, oh, I remember, you know, last Puryuric, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, such and such on his lips and so on and so forth, Shakespeare stuff. And he's like, oh, on his lips, huh? Sounds like a gay guy to me. Oh, I don't know what, what you two guys were up to back when he was alive, but you can count me out. Like, we all know you're straight, Sean Connery. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> See you tomorrow on Lady Slap. <laughs> the season premiere on Lady Slap. We all go to Burger King and let it sit in the fucking car for a few minutes. <laughs> Just because we can. <laughs> it's, pow- it's about power. We buy a bunch of food at Burger King and then throw it in the river in front of a bunch of starving homeless people. This week on the season premiere on Lady Slap. <laughs> That is wretched. <laughs> now I'm picturing them doing also like jackass-esque stunts. <laughs> welcome to... I'm Sean Connery, and welcome to Lady Slap. <laughs> this is Bull in a China Shop. <laughs> and he's in like a fat suit. <laughs> And he like runs into a fancy, fancy uh, chi- China uh, store where you know you buy teacups and whatnot, and he breaks stuff. Oh man! I'm Sean Connery, and this is me getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs> and this is the purple nurple. <laughs> it's Sean Connery. I'm Sean Connery, and I'm about to wake up James Doohan. <laughs> And he starts punching him while he's asleep. <laughs> I'm Sean Connery, and I'm going to wake up my uncle by stapling his ball sack to his thigh. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish. Um, so whatever. <laughs> he, he goes, and like he's dressed in his crazy Ramirez outfit. He goes to, like, and apparently Scotland's all okay, like... New York is a cesspool shithole. Right. Well, it's still, because still Trump is. Trump has made ah. the capital of the United States oh, New and York then, City. And then he turned Scotland into a golf course. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of nice still. He goes into an upscale clothing store, and he pays for a suit with his pearl earring. And they're like, well, this will do quite nicely. This tailor is able to gauge the, <laughs> like, the, the value of this jewelry. <laughs> Like, the guy's like, oh, yes. And the guy, this guy's not even using a Scottish accent. No, he's, like, just... he's like, oh, yes, this is the oldest gentleman tailor in all of Scotland. And he's like, well, good, because I'm the oldest man in Scotland. And the guy's like, yes, how funny. <laughs> and then, like, it's something, something, how are you going to pay for this? And he pulls out this fucking earring, and he's like, how about this? It's a Ramirez family heirloom. And the guy's like, uh-huh. cha Cut to montage of Sean Connery 
drinking and smoking while having a suit tailored to him. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's a pretty good episode of Lady Slap. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when uh, Clancy Brown cut my fucking head off in the last movie? <laughs> well, for some reason, I've still got my pearl earring in the afterlife. <laughs> it, it doesn't make much sense. No, no it doesn't. <clears throat> now, no. how is he not regenerated on that stage during the Hamlet soliloquy? Naked as a Terminator. Oh, yes. Naked and maybe, how about a little young, you know, like Spock when he came back? Yes, dude. Just like put some cream on that face, like mm-hmm. smooth it out a little. Yeah. Cut that ponytail for the life oh of everybody. God. Cut this ponytail. That giant gray ponytail. Man. That's the thing about Highlanders. They all have uh, ethnically inappropriate names mm-hmm. and they all have hair extensions as far as the eye can also see. Also goes for Jedi. Too. <laughs> Connery looks like a Pink Floyd roadie in this movie. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, it's funny you say it's, this movie is so inaccurate to the first film. It's like if Terminator 2 had like reptile people in it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, why not? Yeah, they're, they're the, it's oh. true. Like, oh, actually, we, were, we, weren't, we weren't just sent from the future. We were sent from reptile people. <laughs> we, were also, we also happened to be reptilians. <laughs> like, there were wizards and shit. Why not? Like, it's not, that's not the movie we liked. <laughs> yeah, Highlander 2, a wizard did it. <laughs> so whatever. He gets the suit. He, he, Connery gets to drink on set. You know that's real whiskey, right? Oh, for sure. And that's a cigar he pulled out of his pocket. <laughs> this, was, this was my lunch. <laughs> you get to fill me while I'm having lunch. I'm gonna drink and smoke my fucking lunch. Not a goddamn thing you can do about it. <laughs> and uh, we cut back to Lambert who is just kind of hanging out in his impossible apartment uh, with mm-hmm. Virginia Madsen. He kind of we talked th- about this, though, on uh, Last Witch Hunter, the idea that immortal yeah. people yeah. Right. can, you know, over the decades and centuries, really amass Quite wealth fortune. that yeah, they, sure. you know, yeah. Also, you know, you consider that he invented the shield, he part, I guess co-creator of the shield. Right, that, that was that, a payday. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but that only got six seasons, though, so that wasn't. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, do not worry about Christopher. (laughs) Don't know. Oh, careful now. (laughs) He's this this apartment. You know, uh, McLeod is doing just fine, and he was an antique dealer. I'm sure he's got pearl earrings of his own. Oh yeah, that's. I have a whole drawer full of pearl earrings to pay for things. So they 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 get into it. We have a flashback of uh, the his his love interest from the first movie. His name I don't remember. She wasn't really a famous actress. Uh, she's dying on a bed. Like, she's got skin cancer really bad. He's in some, like, burn ward. Right. Her whole face is covered because they probably couldn't get the original actress. Yeah, that's Most not the same not. actress. <laughs> Just cover up that face in a bandage. So she's like, oh, you know, you have to promise me you're going to fix the ozone layer. And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes home and turns on the TV, and it's an episode of Under the Dome. <laughs> and he's like, say... Wait just a minute. <laughs> I might learn something from my favorite show, Under the Dome. It comes on right after Lady Slap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is because Brad Pitt dressed like a gorilla in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is my favorite episode. It's where Sean Connery puts Morgan Freeman in the shopping cart and pushes it into a sidewall. Morgan Freeman goes flying. It's hilarious. 
Oh my god. This movie. So oh also this is where like Sean Connery has to be explained what an airplane is. Because the tailor's like, so we'll get you a limo to take you to the air or we'll get you a limo. And he's like, limo? And he's like, yeah, to take you to the airport. Airport. And the guy's like, well, you said you got a long journey and flying is the fastest way to go. And he's like, flying, limo, airport, flying, shoot, hat, pants, Burger King. <laughs> and then just cut to him. Like, if there's just a class of him like <laughs> taking an adult, uh, an adult English course, like, oh, I understand these words now. <laughs> I've been using Burger King all wrong. <laughs> Um, so then it's like cut to him like shaking in his boots on a plane because he doesn't understand how airplanes work. This fucking Sky Captain plane, by the way. Yeah. It looks terrible because they're putting it against like the the shield sky, which is just like a series of force lightning on a grid kind sure. of. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, it, 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 again, it reminds me of the shadow. Yeah. All no, big time. Shit yeah. Is the shadow. So Ironside is like watching the movie on like Kitana. a hologram. Yes, Katana. Katana. Hey, Katana. Yeah, he's watching. I got you a bootleg of Highlander 2 The Quickening. <laughs> yeah, because he's watching scenes from the fucking it's movie. so stupid, and man. This, on this future TV. So we're to believe that this alien society. Yeah. In the past. In the past somehow has cameras on the all future? of this. Or. Again, they could have just rented the movie. <laughs> I was waiting for that part where it's like, you're looking at now, now. <laughs> what is happening now is happening now. <laughs> and he's like, all right, fuck it. I'll do it live. I'll do it myself. And he sends himself back in time. Now, and well, this no, is, oh, in the way. Or forward, forward, in, forward in time. time. You guess the future. Whew, that was close. <laughs> I dodged a bullet there with all the Highlander heads. You might, we might have mistaken the Highlander. That would be a big mistake. Yes. Yeah, all those six punches and up would have been all over me. Well, he's up he's to ten. Uh, so he goes into <laughs> the future, and he hijacks a train. Well, because he touches down. He doesn't ruin a production of Hamlet. No. <laughs> uh, he just ruins a bunch of people's commutes he by falls, landing yeah, in a subway. He falls into the subway, which is the one thing that looks Exactly like it does today. Yeah, um, the New York City it's a dystopian wasteland. <laughs> that, that, that that is still the same. I'm Michael Ironside for Lady Slap. This is train heist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and he starts punching everybody in the head. He's like Jason Voorheesing throughout this subway. Yeah, he he like crushes some guy's face in just to take his his uh, black duster. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, well he's got to get himself a sick duster before he goes anywhere. It's got to be cool, dude. And There's he, a moment where he could have killed the child, and it kind of would have made this movie better. He's like, you're a little one of them, aren't you? And I'm like, you've seen children on your home planet. Maybe. Maybe, they, oh, maybe they're, they're like tadpoles. Oh, or or are, they born, like, are, they, are they born full body? Oh, oh shit. They're they, like, do you think in eggs? The, like, yeah, those <laughs> aliens, they hatch from eggs on this Doontown yeah. world? Mm-hmm. Oh. They hatch from eggs? And they also build Terminator robots and send them back in time. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it fits the reptilian story pretty mm-hmm. nicely. You know what? Now this movie's making sense. It's all coming together. <laughs> so he, he's, like, he's like, hey, little boy, you've always wanted to drive one of these, haven't you? And the kid's like, yes. And he's like, yeah, 
Me too. And I'm like, no, you haven't, because you don't know what a fucking train and is, you listen, idiot. If you're doing this stupid fucking shit with this little kid, <laughs> have the little kid drive it yeah. and make it go crazy. Right. Instead of just throwing him down and then him driving it and making it go crazy. And yeah. then I guess the kid probably dies. Yeah, you don't see that kid die. You don't yeah. see that, but you see a bunch of other people like turn into dummies and start floating around well, and flying down and like smacking so against walls. Dumb. Like he makes this train go over 600 miles an hour. Those things aren't designed to do this. And well, it's... it is 2024. We we'll oh. never will know what the future will hold. That's true. And he's just like laughing like the Joker, making this thing go faster. And yeah, all these people are starting to like float and fly back and faces are getting like smushed. You see this guy's face. I mean, it's like a puppet, but the face starts to like turn in on itself yeah. like his fucking skulls caving in it's my, my so favorite one is one guy's eyes are like bulging out and it's the fakest thing i've ever seen yeah and it's like it's kind of like a uh scanner's situation mm. actually he's doing it to the whole train huh <laughs> and so he just like crashes the train out into the street and he's totally fine here's an idea because it's weird um you know it's a 250 episode of you hate movies congratulations everybody Yay. did you just call the show you hate movies <laughs> no <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't know. We've had we we this is one of the rare episodes we watched the movie together before. We've That's been celebrating so a little bit. We've had a couple of beverages. Yeah. So man. this is we hate movies. We don't um, want to lose our head here. It's you know it, it's been six years. People are listening to episodes six years from six years ago and whatever. Right. So it's conceivable that people will listen to this episode eight years from now. Oh mm-hmm. my God! And that would make it 2024. In <gasps> which case. You, as the uh, listening audience, have to do the same shit that everybody did for Back to the Future in 2024. Right. Oh, where you have to be like, oh, man. I get... <laughs> and let the ozone happen. Well, it's just, you know, it's like, oh, look, it's, uh, you know, you got to get right. a Michael Ironside duster. You know what I mean? Like, really have fun with it. In both instances, there's hoverboards. <laughs> yeah, this, exactly. This is the day that Islander 2 takes place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People also have to do that for Blade Runner first. When is that? Uh, uh, 2019. Oh, yeah, 2019 is coming so up. Very, coming up. very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so please do that, because this movie <laughs> is just ripping off that movie for no reason. <laughs> oh, and it does. You know, actually, I remembered later, Connery's speech is such a ripoff of Blade Runner, actually. Which speech? He's pontificating quite a lot in this We'll, we'll get when we get to it. I'll, oh, I'll okay. Very good. Very good. Like, so oh, so like he, by the way... in rain. <laughs> the... Um, just real quick, when Michael Ironside gets off the train, by the way, he just goes, last stop. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like, dude, these moments of comedy fall flat on their face every time. Have you heard this Predator came out? <laughs> you know, he threw up. <laughs> this needs a Predator. You know, if we're introducing Alien Worlds, yeah. yes. let's do Highlander v. Predator. That is a contest I would like to watch the end right? of. Sure. Right? Somehow the rules would, like, shift so that like the highlander and the predator were on the same playing field so the predator was also immortal oh nice oh shit and you got to still decapitate a predator man good luck with that with them fucking helmets <laughs> yeah <laughs> with them helmets it'd be pretty difficult whatever dude <laughs> fucking beverage town steve so virginia madsen's pretending to be in this movie is a thing they're investigating how to turn the shield off because we know 
They go visit Al. Uh, 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 McLeod visits his old buddy ne- Niedermeyer or whatever his name is. That works what? for me. Niedermeyer. <laughs> is that a pledge pin on your uniform? <laughs> no. He, he died in Vietnam, so it's okay. <laughs> but he's the guy that uh, um, created the shield, and he's like, "Oh, remember the old days?" And he's like. Hey, why are you 31 again? He's like, don't worry about that. <laughs> Long story short, who cares? I'm a Highlander <laughs> alien, whatever. I'm a alien. <laughs> <laughs> so we get this flashback of like the day the shield was turned on. Uh-huh. And I, it's, it's a weird, like, here's this guy who we don't know. And sure, you, the movie tells me he's a scientist. Okay, you're a scientist. Yep, that's all I need to know. But. The movie also tells me that Connor McLeod was instrumental in helping this guy develop the shield technology. That's a big problem. I think it's money. Now that I'm thinking about it, like I secured all the financing. Yeah, because oh, I, all of my money that I have, I have all these old comic books. I sold them on <laughs> eBay. <laughs> Action the comics number one. I <laughs> paid for the whole thing. I have a bunch of rare Burger King Kids Club toys. <laughs> Very expensive. <laughs> oh my god. Sean Connery's going to come after him. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's just this like quick flashback of like it, the the shield turning on. Everybody's like celebrating, but yeah, it's we're told that they built some failsafe into the system in where the shield could not be turned off. Yeah, is the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, well, sure. I think it's it's something like. Like a self defense thing, like 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 you can't just take down the shield, right? So if like in so, the case of terrorists like Virginia Madsen right. come so in, if John C. McGinley and Shield Co. or whatever the fuck this <laughs> yeah. is, it's the were, shield, it's literally the sh- it's TSC the Shield Corporation, yeah. which oh, is man. really stupid. That if, sucks. If if they were honest about what they were doing, they would just turn it off themselves. Yes, but now no one can and, do that. Right, which is also like, wait, come on, uh, McLeod. What have you been doing? <laughs> don't go to the opera every day. Why don't you go to these board meetings? Yeah. Like, why aren't you still yes. involved in this company in any shape or form? And that's not really explained, right? Like, where's the flashback of John C. McGinley buying him out? Or right, whatever. yeah, like, didn't you get the memo? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Or like him and the fat guy have a falling out over something. Yeah, yeah, yeah him and the fat guy get into a real fucking spit fight. <laughs> like we're seeing these two yell at each other. Going to spit in your fat mustache. <laughs> Fuck you, fat man. I'm out. <laughs> oh my god, I want that so much. And then, and then right, I and I want this to keep following right after this scene. Please, I want, please, I, please. I, I, yeah. want, I want to see. Christopher Lambert then poolside reminiscing about telling off the fat man (laughs) and hanging out and then going to the opera and then now only realizing the terrible mistake he's made. Oh, sure. We have to we have to bring the company back just for old time's sake. (laughs) I'm thinking of getting the band back together. We haven't been in the same room for 25 years (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. So uh, uh, Ironside meets up with McLeod, right? And yep. they have, like, a fake fight, which is your classic movie thing where, like, there's no other villains, so Ironside has to be the only antagonist, which is always a problem. You always want a gang. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? why didn't he travel back in time with another little 
high-pitched laughing idiot. Somebody that he can fight McLeod and killed and all that fun stuff, but he fights him to a standstill, and then he's like, well, I'll see you later in the movie for some reason. This is the elevator scene. Oh, my God. <sighs> this, is, this is hysterical because it's like, oh, no, I'm surfing down this crashing elevator. <laughs> and he, like, you see... Oh, no, my limbs are torn asunder. Yeah, yeah like, Lambert's, like, cracking his legs back into place. He flips his own head around, which is weird. And this is also, you know, getting into this area. And it reminds me sort of of um, the Die Hard movies and how, you know, after a while, John McClane becomes immortal. immortal. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah. surfing on a jet in that right. fourth one. <laughs> in the first movie, like, McCloud gets, like, gutted on the battlefield, and he's, like, nursing that shit for weeks. Right. Yeah. Like, I know he's immortal, and it's, it's, and it's still weird to be immortal, but... Sure. I it feel takes, like shit like this should have taken more time. Yeah. Like, you, you, you gotta heal a little bit when your body is torn limb from limb but it's like the later x-men movies he's just like completely fine in like four minutes or yeah you that. see like a little it's like a jangly arm for a second and then everything pops back into place and yeah. ironside like kind of doffs this cap and he's like we'll finish this later and it's like well, will you though like <laughs> will you really you, you, you just come here dude, for this cut yeah. that dude's head off and that's it and he's like oh i have a better idea i'm gonna join the shield corporation for some reason and i don't understand like you know you know, find me guilty if I missed this detail. But, like, I don't know how Ironside makes the connection, like, from what he's going forward in time to do yep. to then also be like, well, now I'll be part of this corporation, I guess. Like, how does he even get hip to that shit? I guess he realizes that uh, Lambert is trying to go against it. So it's like... The, oh, if he's trying to go against right. it, I should get on the side of it. The yeah. enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. But it's he's still been watching stupid. the movie the whole time. <laughs> oh, the, oh, that's right. He watched the first act. That's that's right. We saw him kick back in his lazy boy. <laughs> uh, so he goes to a, a like a board meeting of the Shield Corporation, sure, Shield Company, whatever, and uh, he basically acts like the Joker in the Dark Knight in yep. that like mafia meeting. It's also the Joker in that first in the first Batman movie. This oh movie yeah, this movie takes a lot of cues from the first. You're Batman totally movie. right. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, like hand buzzer someone into being a skeleton, but it's close enough because yeah. like McGinley's not taking him seriously, and he's like, "All right, dude, who actually I'm confident is Michael Ironside's stunt double." Yeah, because he just looks like a younger Michael Ironside. He's like, "Get him, boys!" And yeah. this dude like blows Ironside away, like, which is like you know. H hilarious random violence in a board meeting like no one's blinking an eye which is always great again robocop ish yes, yes and yes. then it's like he gets up laughing he then goes and pulls a jason Voorhees on this guy like he rips his jaw apart and it's like kind of the longest neck break in cinema history he's really working at it like trying yeah, to get yeah. it like trying to get the fucking the apple inside this guy or something it's I don't like know. trying to pry open an unsteamed clam <laughs> <laughs> Getting this dude's honker ripped open. And we're man. hearing all these like like noises of like things gurgles and cracks. And cracks and like <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like, what are we watching? And the Foley art, I just imagine the Foley artist with a bunch of little pebbles like, playing with it because it's very <laughs> uncomfortable to hear. And I'm expecting like when we cut a little farther back, like this dude's gonna look like Alec Baldwin in Beetlejuice, right? <laughs> but instead it's just he's this got his he's got uh, eyes on his fingers. <laughs> He's wearing a white and black check shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
But instead, like this, it's just this actor with his mouth open, and I'm like, come on, man, no tear way. that head off. This movie had to be R, although there's no nudity, but it's it had to be R, right? There's tons of random fucks throughout this entire. Yeah, movie. Yeah. It, yeah, it's an it's an R. So like, give me something. Give me some gore. That'd be fun. Just a little something. Maybe some Goro. Look, my old friend Goro. That's who Ironside should have took with him, man. Yeah. Oh, why not bring some type of monster dog, man? You know, You're, there's something like that floating around like in the Doomtown Desert. Person. You yeah. already have bird people, so like, yeah, there's got to be a Goro at least. Yeah, yep. bare minimum. Ironside's flying too close to the sun, man. Mm-hmm. He's so cocky right now. I think is the problem. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like <laughs> I can do it all myself. He's micromanaging. <laughs> So then he's like, all right, John C. McGinley, so now we're partners. What is it you do here? <laughs> you know, it's just like, what? it doesn't make any sense. But, like, McGinley folds, like, you know, a basket of wet towels. And he's just like, all right, we're business partners or and something. At this point, um, uh, uh, the guy who creates the shield is put into Supermax prison, right? That's the idea? Yeah, mm-hmm. because John C. McGinley's been monitoring this dude's transmissions and, like, reading all his tweets and text messages and whatnot. <laughs> yes. And he said, like, because there's... Earlier when McLeod visits him, he's like, oh, no, 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 don't talk. They're listening. And he types in, like, hey, here are these coordinates where there's, like, a hole in the shield where you could get above it to help deactivate yeah, it. Yeah, because the guy now realizes that, that yes, the ozone layer has repaired itself pretty convenient. Uh, and <laughs> that, you know, we can overcome it if you right. just go to this this location and shut down the shield. So he starts to give these locations, and it's like, you know, the latitude and longitude and whatnot, but he only gives the longitude? Dick move, man. Yeah, and then, like, you know, so then, so like, flash forward a little later, McGinley's like, I've been reading all your, you know, transmissions you send, including when you were in here talking to McLeod. All blah, those blah, weird blah. subtweets you were making about me? <laughs> yeah, I knew they were about me. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he throws this dude in a maximum security prison, <laughs> which leads us to my favorite part of the movie. Like Everybody's so, favorite part of the yeah. movie, really. Um, so, like, Sean Connery finally tracks down Connor McLeod and breaks into his apartment. And it's one of those, like, fake fight things where, like, you can totally tell that it's Sean Connery. But he he decides it'll be a great prank. Like, you know, I'm Sean Connery and this is Lady Slap. <laughs> This week, I'm going to pull the power in my friend's apartment and then burgle him. <laughs> I'm going to short fight him in the nude. Because <laughs> he, he totally cuts the electricity to Lambert's apartment. And Virginia Madsen's like, you know, oh, no, they're coming for us or whatever. But, like, the attack happens. You can clearly see this stupid ponytail oh, that Sean yeah. Connery's got, you know. And then it's just that stupid, like, you son of a bitch. Oh, my old friend. <laughs> well, they're doing the the, uh, the um, uh, uh, Dylan and uh, Schwarzenegger and Predator, right? Like, they, they grab at each other's you arms. You son yep. of a bitch. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what this is. And they, they continue then Remember to fake fight. Remember that thing in Alien Nicaragua? <laughs> the old adventure we had. <laughs> or whatever. And, they're, yeah, they're fake fighting. And, like, yeah, it's a weird thing where, like, they're still sword fighting. And, like, that is kind of like Highlander Kryptonite, right? Sword fighting? You <laughs> yeah. Just, you, if like if you if you're a Highlander uh, yeah. and you see another Highlander with a sword, you you guys gotta clang uglies for a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and the nick to the neck, I think, is the kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. But like, I mean, you pl- it's irresistible. Oh, you got it. Well, the thing is, that's and and this is also why you do it a lot on uh, Lady Slap, right? Is <laughs> 
the you know you can cut each other and it's fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not gonna cut his head off. <laughs> you know, that's like a big whack. Right, just cutting his arm a little bit. I'm yeah. an immortal with a prank show. <laughs> that's actually this is actually a good question. If okay. you cut a high, you know, like an immortal's arm off, right. Does it grow back like, a, like seen, a lizard or something? Yeah, I've, I've always o- been curious about I've that. I've only seen the first two Highlander movies and mm-hmm. both of them pretty recently. I'm not sure what happens in three, four, or five, and whatever happens. Five? In the, I don't know. <laughs> That's upcoming. And What's that th- Adrian Paul show. <laughs> Does Van Peebles get any limbs cut off in that third one? You know, that is a good question. I've seen that a few times, and I do not remember. Mm. I, feel like there I, I feel like there is an instance of maybe like cut like torso and he just like reattaches it. Oh, okay. something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. All right. We'll have to do further research <laughs> on this subject. We may have to watch other Highlander sequels. Yikes! By the way, the third movie um, presupposes that this movie didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it was the smart move. It producers. was like, let's go back to what that first movie was yeah. and just do more of that, right? And not act like they're from their space aliens with <laughs> oh, man. fancy futures and what. Well, that's the thing. You, Sean Connery, there's an easy sequel here. Sean Connery remains dead. Yep. And then, oh, no, we found more Highlanders. You still have to keep fighting. Mm, that's Co- exactly what the third movie is. Oh, dude, here it is, right? The start of like what should be a legit Highlander sequel is Christopher Lambert, right? Thinking that he's yeah, immortal, he w- right? Like... It's just a montage, kind of like time passing, you know, and like jokes about like like people at the office for like whatever job he gets are like, geez, what, you know, Connor, what are you dying that hair now? And because he's like not aging, he's like, oh no, I'm not getting older. And he <laughs> I keeps thought like, it's because I was working out, but it turns out I'm still a Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like he's going like it's like Highlander at Christmas time, and he's going to like seal a Christmas card. And he gets a paper cut, and the thumb just heals back up. And oh, shit. More Highlander. Son of a bitch. You there. What day is it? <laughs> <laughs> Why, it's Christmas Day, sir. Excellent. Buy me a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> no, I said buy me a turkey. I have to go to Cratchit's house. He's the Highlander. I'm going to cut his head off. Oh, no. It turned out Cratchit himself was not the Highlander, but his invalid son. I have to decapitate a sickly boy. Take that, Tiny Tim. Oh, no. It's, that's the thing. It's, it's all a scam because Tiny Tim, that, that oh, crutch, shit. that's a sword, brother. Oh, yeah, oh fuck, yeah. dude. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Because he, no. yeah, he cuts off Cratchit's head. It's like, I know there's a Highlander in this room. And he cuts his head off, right? And, and he's nothing... waiting for the quickening and nothing happens. <laughs> Dude, mistaken Highlander murder. Oh, okay, by the way. Cratchit. You'll get the race. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. Then Tiny Tim, like, stands up from the chair. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. And it's like both legs are the same size. Yep. And he rips the top off that crutch, and there's yeah, a sword dude. in it. Oh, man. Oh, no. The ghost of Christmas yet to come did not tell me this part. <laughs> I mean, it's it's conceivable that, you know, Charles Dickens had met 
Connor yep. McLeod yep. oh, and true. based yep. a Christmas Carol off this event. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> Connor, Dickens is like, yeah, I'll probably clean it up, leave out the Highlander bits. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely toned it down for a mass audience. <laughs> Whatever. But Fezziwig, he's keeping that angle in there. <laughs> that was the name I was going by at the time. Connor Fezziwig. <laughs> So where we were was they meet up and right. they're like, oh, no, um, you know, uh, that guy, we need to shut down the globe for whatever reason. Or, you know, you want, we, everybody loves sunlight, right? So we're going to shut down the globe. <laughs> uh, we have to break into the Supermax prison. Right. To ask How- this fat guy the other half of the coordinates. <laughs> so they go into a car, one of the very many 1960s cars that everyone's driving around in 40s, 60s. Right. Drives in and like they're just kind of talking shit at the gate. Like <laughs> they're just being like sassy at the gate. Well, the guy's like, you know, all right, identify yourself. And Connery gives his long ass name. And this is Lady Slap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, uh, this, is Con- this is Christopher Lambert. And I think you know who my passenger is. This is Prison Break. On Lady Slab. <laughs> <laughs> so they floor it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. They drive into this place and like all these security guards with like Uzis just start blowing them to smithereens. And this is probably the most memorable scene. Oh, in the it's movie. awesome. It's like Sonny Corleone on the causeway. You see Sean Connery and Christopher Lambert's bodies get rid- riddled with these bullets. They are like, lit up in this scene. <laughs> every single thing, like every piece of denim. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, on, dude. Uh, on Connor McLeod, every every that that new tailored suit on Connery is just gone. It's like the end of Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> like they're yeah. just torn to shreds. And also, yeah, he sacrificed that pearl earring. That suits just just nothing. It's Swiss cheese. And this is their trick to get into the building by uh, pretending to be corpses now to be be taken to the morgue and right. um, uh, our little terrorist friend. Well, Virginia Madsen, who Connery, trunk. by the way, remarks in the apartment like, "Oh, McLeod, you got a nice piece hanging out with you." So she's like hitting the the trunk door, you know, yeah, or the boot, as Con- Sean Connery would call it, you know. <laughs> And all these like security guards are just like ham and a ham and a ham and a look at that, babe. Yeah, and she goes into she's like standing in the morgue with these people, and their bodies are there and whatnot. And then like they both sit up, and they're like, by the way, her face has been broadcast on television by this time as a known terrorist, right? For this specific corporation, (laughs) yeah, trying to break into the same building. So, no one recognizes ah, him. Ham and a, ham and a, They have like a, a Highlander conversation. He's like, oh, I got shot 112 times. And he's like, well, I was shot 116. <laughs> oh, you're calling that little nick on your neck a shot in the face? And it's just like, dude, what, uh, how? Oh, you're how not who counting. Cares? Well, who cares? Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but like. What, what, you're just counting bullet holes? That's stupid. You wouldn't know. Here's a question. It's again from the first movie, but it kind of has something to do with this movie. Uh-huh. When in that first movie, McCloud goes in, him and Connery are in that paddle boat. And he's like, you're a Highlander. And he's like, I don't know what that means. He gets, he's <laughs> afraid of, he can't swim. He, he falls in the lake. Right. Yeah. And he should drown. And he's like, oh my God, that can, I'm okay. Like, so like, can he not, does he not need Air is that the idea? Uh, yeah, he just any, needs that any, head attached. Any right? single thing that can kill you okay. doesn't affect him unless it severs his head. Okay, could so, he go into space without a suit like a GI <laughs> Joe? Um, yeah, but I think it would be 
uncomfortable. Oh, oh man. I, I, well, I still unless, feel pain, right? Unless it like, exp- unless you explode. Oh, if his head popped off. Right, if your head entirely pops off. Like, that's right. the only thing that counts. So, like, he couldn't, like, deep dive to the Mariana Trench. Like, his head would Oh, the pressure in. would get him. Well, yeah. your head could cave in. I think that's okay. Oh, but if it... it if Once it doesn't you, pop off, right? You need you need to be oh. severed from the neck. It's sort of like a zombie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah you know, true. You destroy the brain or right, right, the right. So. The, the Highlanders must have gotten the fuck out of France and fr- the French Revolution. These are dangerous times yeah, for Highlanders. Yeah, really. Yeah. Good, good thing you mentioned that, Steve, because let's just say the French Revolution plays a pretty heavy hand in the third installment. <laughs> God, <laughs> of course it does. There's some prequel stuff going on. Oh uh, yeah, I would love to see. That's how Connor McCloud could have a super successful home video franchise. Whoa. I'm Connor McCloud, and welcome to Faces of Death. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just him getting horribly injured. Well, yeah. he takes like viewer letters about how they'd like to see him get murdered. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, it, no decapitations. I, I keep told telling you. Do you not want this video series to continue? Oh, Decapitation I would got, cancel this. I got the idea after my tapes kept getting rejected from America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, this is a valid letter. Jump off the Empire State Building. All right, let's go. <laughs> Bob Saget didn't want to see videos entitled Man Falls Off of Building. <laughs> Connor, this is a little too extreme for lady slap. <laughs> you do your own thing with it. <laughs> Maybe you start your own fucking show called Viva La McLeod. <laughs> oh, man. Yuck. That just yeah. sucked. Yeah, yuck indeed. I watched so much of it, though. Oh, really? So I I yeah. don't feel proud about I'm it. Sure. I watched a lot of Viva La Bam. Why not? Hey, why not, everybody? Uh, that was, But that was also like more of like him eating breakfast in his kitchen or something. It was a lot of hanging out with the fam. Yeah. Oh, like his pervert uncle that went to jail? Yeah. Right. And then died, right? Yeah, Don Vito. Who we found out did not explode. <laughs> New, yeah. li- new listeners may not know, but I, I, I honestly thought maybe he exploded. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, is too, this is a celebration of all of our jackass conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. Um, they get into this room. So they, they pop up and like, we're alive. And they, like, take, they ru- run, run the room for a little bit. Yeah, we're killing all these security guards. They walk into a room that has to be made just for Highlanders. Like, right? Yeah. It's a Highlander <laughs> trap. I think the sign on the door said Highlander Execution Chamber. Because it's a big ceiling fan that can be lowered. Cause right. it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a James Bond trap. Yeah. yeah you're it, not wrong. Exactly. So it's a, it's a big ceiling fan that gets lower and lower and lower. They're locked in a room. It's him. Uh, it's Connery, Madsen, and Lambert. And it's right. like, oh, no. And like Lambert's like, how are we going to get out of this one? And he's like, oh, didn't you know about the bullshit magic I can do for no reason? <laughs> and it's basically a Doc Brown, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Well, this is what I was saying. This is a Blade runner kind of part, because it gets re- this little speech he gives gets replayed at the end of the movie, where uh-huh. he's like, he has this like light coming out of his hand that stops the ceiling fan. Right. And, but he's like, Every man has its own way, and if uh, it's something about like the idea that life, like if you <laughs> something about a way, well, life can't find a way. That's Jurassic Park. But it's like, oh, you know, your little life He's is not is... really dead if we remember. <laughs> it's something like that. <laughs> 
but it, it's something this that, little light of mine, <laughs> I'm gonna let it shine. This is Lady Slap's final episode, ceiling fan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's such horseshit. He like this ball of light comes out of his hand, mm. and he pushes the fan back up, and he's like. Okay, you're good. And then a door magically opens. And we've seen them be, like, mechanically sealed. Yeah. So there's just some sort of, like, telekinetic power there. And they run out. And he's like, well, see you later, studio contract. (laughs) And he just explodes into, like, a ball of light for no reason. (laughs) And it's, oh, it's great. Because he's like, he's like, hey, will I ever see you again? And he's like, I don't know. Depends on the box office receipts. Wink to the camera. It's either going to be me or Maria Van Peebles. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't quite figured it out yet. And so his quickening is, I guess, a self-quickening. Yeah, I guess, I guess a, yeah, suicide. And I still don't think he should have been able to come back if Clancy Brown cut off his head. If he killed, his, if he killed himself, <laughs> I'll let him come back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, he was defeated by Clancy Brown, man. Like, he should not have right, returned but, for this movie. Man, like... I don't know what the quickening science is, is because... Uh, those two because words don't go together. Let me stop <laughs> yeah, you there. First things first. Is it because McLeod killed Clancy Brown Uh-huh. that he then gets... All, he gets a, a, more of a heightened quickening from that kill? Sure. Does that include all the quickenings of his past kills? So it's like killing the lead vampire situation? Yeah, maybe. And, and then also, like, now that he won the prize... Right. Does that relinquish those quickenings, which I guess are spirits, maybe? I'm, I'm like opening way... the Ghostbusters containment unit. Exactly. I'm mm-hmm. reading way too into this. Right. And I'm thinking, like, is, is, is the Connery life force even available to tap into? Or, yeah. um, you know what? Oh, so he's not up for, like, a, a, like, a, like, you can't... It's like double jeopardy. Like, you can't get the same quickened soul... Yeah. Twice? Maybe. Hey, hey, Eric, I've really enjoyed officiating your wedding, but these quickening questions, you fans go too deep. I got, I'm, I've got a camp. i got to get out of here. A wizard did it. <laughs> I hope somebody was fired for that blunder. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean, to your point, it does, it's not explained. It doesn't make any sense. No, it, no. Do, it really, like... Just give me a line or something. Anything. Um, so they go to the desert, which is where these coordinates lead. Uh, at this point... The uh, desert of upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, like, remember, we're in New York City for this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, the global warming's happening, although it goes to, like, the fucking Himalayas at the end of this. These are, I mean, these are, you would say, higher than the Catskills. <laughs> yes. Yeah, probably higher than the Andorondacks, too. Yeah, it's, like you're, it's almost like they were filming in the Sierra Nevada mountain range out west. So uh, uh, um, John C. McGinley is giving Ironside shit in this boardroom, right? He's like, oh, you know, you had this Connor McLeod guy, but you fucked around. But now he's actually going to destroy the globe, right. and, uh, destroy the, the dome, and your whole plan's going to be for shit. And he's going to beat you because he's better than you. Really, You really didn't plan this out very well. And Ironside's like, duh. And then grabs his nuts <laughs> like a fucking iron vice and turns them to jelly. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. McGinley little, screaming up a storm. Little nut pops. Oh. <laughs> 
fucking jelly running down your leg now. Like two bargain bin water balloons, man. <laughs> and he just like kind of undertakers him out the window by his balls. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a choke slam almost, but by the balls. Yeah, a by the balls choke slam yowza. And McGinley, Into hell, by the way. Yeah, he goes flying out this window. It's uh, next stop pavement. By God, John C. McGinley is dead. <laughs> He got the dreaded ball slam. You know what? You know who should have been in this movie? Paul Bearer. Yes. <laughs> he comes sure. in as like Ironsides number two. Yes. Like, oh, Ironsides. <laughs> oh, Katana. <laughs> look what you've done. <laughs> he There's can... no going back from this, Katana. <laughs> he can help out and stuff. He can like bring over like microchips and shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's I just want to be a Highlander once, Katana. The manual to the uh, shield. I helped out. I brought you those microchips. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, like missed opportunity, honestly. And then, of course, obviously, Lambert could cut his head off, and then yeah. get all the oh, don't kill me, Lambert! I'm a cloud. <laughs> Be great. It would be great. A Highlander match is what you want because he's already got the Intercontinental Belt. So <laughs> it's certainly it's a Highlander match. <laughs> Whatever. Um, in the desert, <laughs> they find uh, they they go they ascend above the mountain and there because there's like a hole, like a cave with a hole in it at the top, uh-huh. so you can get you can sneak out of the force field as it were. And then you're like, oh, wait, hey, this ozone's pretty good. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's what they get to the top, and Virginia Madison's like, my God, it's full of stars, you know. She And mm-hmm. then, like, Lambert gives her, like, a from-behind Titanic hug. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, there's not time for this. You were fucking like rats at the beginning of this movie. That's the end of it. <laughs> fucking like rats. Let's fuck like mountain goats. <laughs> I want to fuck you like an animal. I want to feel you from the inside. (laughs) Oh, you know, Eric, this this karaoke you have at your wedding reception is really awesome. Nine Inch Nails karaoke. Great wedding, Eric. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm going to have to get remarried. (laughs) So they're like, okay... Proof that it's real. Now let's just go back down the mountain and turn it off, I guess. Like, sure. I guess this was all just like double checking our work. Like, you sure <laughs> you want to do this? Okay. They go to the end of the cable guy, really, <laughs> this area. Or play Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> they saw the future, man. They knew. Uh Apta knew. <laughs> But they go, yeah, it's this big area where, like, that's where the, the shield is being generated the source from. Of the, the, yeah, the power source for the shield. And it's now, of course, Ironside. And, and the funny thing is, Connery's like, you're both going to be needed to turn off the shield, even though Virginia Madsen does jack-all shit. I mean, what does she do, loan him her jacket? Like, I don't even understand why she needs to be there. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's good to have a woman in the movie, sure, but maybe she could do something. Because in the beginning, like, she's a badass, tough-as-nails terrorist. Yeah, but for I mean? the rest of it, she's fucking olive oil. Yeah, she's just uh, yeah, a girlfriend. I can't believe it. Like, why isn't she doing shit? Why isn't she hucking bombs or it's something? It's because Pipe of that rat fucking. The yeah. rat Whoa. fucking washed her of like, any, you know, revolutionary, incendiary thoughts. Are you saying it was so good it cleared her mind forever? Or are you saying that 
What are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying that, like, what the movie says is, like, as soon as she has sex with a Highlander, she's like, oh, help me! Yeah, she just, help me! She yeah. basically just becomes his girlfriend. Which right. is like, oh, is it okay if I bring my girlfriend along on the mission? It's which, like, well, actually, no. She should be running the mission. Much like what happens in The Shadow, funny enough, with, yeah. is it Penelope Ann Miller? It is. Virginia Madsen in this movie spends a ton of the runtime just hanging out in his apartment while he's doing <laughs> shit. You're right. I, I guess that's uh, a Russell Mulcahy's or Malaki's kind of calling card. card. It's like um, ladies hanging out. I don't know what to do with she women in, in the middle of the movie. They can just kind of hang out in the apartment. She should be at least like building bombs that they use a, a sure, bit of. Why yeah. not? Like you know. Let's blow up some consoles. She's also got like this whole team at the beginning of the movie. I don't like, know what where happens. Do all those people go. Do they all just die. <laughs> I don't know. It's not explained. Shockingly, I know. Um, so it's a final fight between uh, Ironside finally because they've had like th- there's there was another fight in the desert that goes nowhere. Right. Well, that's the stupid thing. It's like he's in the office with McGinley. Then the two of them, uh, Connor McCloud and Virginia Madsen's character, get to the desert. Then Ironside's there. There's a little bit of a fight on top of the van that they're driving. Oh, it's on top of the van, match! <laughs> it then, is so fucking crazy how many times McLeod and Michael Ironside Katana, Katana. R- run into each other and fight yeah. and then just leave and then run into each other and fight and then leave and then run into each other and fight and then leave like, what are we doing? Well, that's like he's in this mountain range. They like kind of hit him with the van and then drive away. And then magically, he's back with McGinley. That's when he kills McGinley. Yeah. And then they're magically back from the mountain range, back into this office building at the power supply at the end. And then it's like, now enough times have happened, I can actually final fight you. Yeah, fucking fourth time's a charm, I guess. And they fight. It's not even that great of a fight. It's pretty lame, because (laughs) we've spent so much energy on other highly choreographed fights. They almost fight in a church when McLeod's like at his wife's grave and... Ironside like wipes dog shit on her tomb. <laughs> that, that is a good move. Is to come. I think that that was the whole point of him coming to the other world. It's like, oh, I'm gonna rub dog shit on that grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they have this lame fight. And he that's, decapitates. That, that's, that's, him. that's the the bummer of the. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's why you need a team. You know what I mean? Like, uh, to for uh, uh, Lambert to run through because once the villain and the hero fight. Even once, it's kind of like, oh, that all the air gets out of the fight. You exactly. Know what I mean? So when by the fourth time, I'm like, well, something's going to fucking happen. Right. So yeah, he, he decapitates he him. He decapitates him. There's like no like super hard quickening. It's like a tiny quickening. It's a light quickening for yeah. sure. Which it's is a drizzle cra- of a quickening. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. This, is yeah. Guy, this, is a, this guy is a huge dude. He's like, he's like a fascist ruler of a planet. Yeah. Give me, you know, that, that, requ- I'm sorry, that requires a big quickening. <laughs> totally. And, and it's in again, the first movie, it's, a, it's an enormous quickening when Clancy Brown goes. Fucking New York almost go- goes up. Oh, it's There's wild. There's like ghosts and shit. Like, I love it. Which is what's so stupid because when he kills one of those bird dudes at the beginning of the movie, that's a massive quickening. It takes out an entire city block. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, once he gets Katana, this is going to, you know. Here comes Shit, the quickening. Shit's going crazy in by Tokyo. The way, by the way, the subtitle is the quickening. So that's what I'm waiting for. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> like <laughs> there's your fucking quickening. And then he's like, okay, now one thing left to do. By the way, keep in mind, I am again the only one left, which means I am mortal. Yep. And he steps into this energy supply 
which is just this huge like bolt of light shooting up into the sky. Yep. And like jams it and the whole thing explodes and the shield goes down. But it's nighttime, so nothing <laughs> matters. Like this should have been like nine thirty in the morning. It would have been know? beautiful. Like, oh my god, look at the sun and this, the blah blah blah. But How no, do you not think of that? Or, just... or show me like shots around the world of yeah. other people celebrating that they can see a blue sky for the first. Well, time. Well, it's like the end of Independence Day, exactly. right? We go around the world, exactly. see all the different crash spaceships, you know. And it's like, okay, well, that's it. And like then, like you just cut. They're magically outside, and you see this like pyramid power supply building it's just blade running yes so hardcore so much shit in this movie is just like it has to be dark like that's that's the reason why they can't show you a blue sky at the end it has to be dark yeah you're right moody yeah it has to be cyberpunk (laughs) and then connery comes back the voice is like everyone never not not everyone truly lives right come on blade runner (laughs) (laughs) and i guess it's like you're supposed to believe then yeah he did the same magic trick that Connery did or something? Because, like, if he's mortal, man, like, yeah, that he, he steps into this thing, it should tear him to ribbons. Yeah, I, you know what? History's mysteries, man. <laughs> or at the very, here's the thing. The last scene should take place back on Jakku or whatever bullshit planet <laughs> they're on in, that, in the beginning of the film. Why does yeah. everybody want to go back to Jakku? <laughs> That's what should happen. And well, then, yeah, because we don't bring any of these Bill and Ted jurors back. Nope. Like, no. They're like the observers they or whatever. Like, mention something about Katana's evil rain falling. Because it's like, essentially, Connor McCloud just saved two planets. Right. Doontown was saved as well. Exactly. Show me a little Doontown. Get them gleep glops all celebrating. Here's Why the thing not? is like committing to another planet called Doontown is a big deal. Yeah. And once you commit to it, fucking commit to it. Yeah, Bring you, it back you at some go point. Back. Yeah. And I hate that they have that planet. It's so <laughs> stupid that they're aliens. It is very stupid. I couldn't believe it. You were like, you, when we started the movie, you were like, guys, watch how they rewrite that first movie. And I was like, okay. What's that? They're aliens? That's a big rewrite, man. Also, like, and again, with the uh, wiping shit on her grave uh, scene, (laughs) like, there's this whole thing, and this movie even carries it through of, like, it's hollow ground, you cannot fight at, like, a religious area, a cemetery, a church. What does it fucking matter if you're fucking space aliens? You're yeah. not Catholic in wherever <laughs> alien land you're in, so you totally. don't care about a church. Oh, maybe, maybe the Catholic Church is from another planet. Oh, that would shit. be interesting. Rome's pockets stretch far and wide. Exactly. Dude. Maybe yeah. Katana's talking to the Pope a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Or maybe Lambert is just like, in the centuries since I've been here, I totally converted to Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> What a mistake. <laughs> and then, yeah, they're just making out outside this pyramid and yeah. cut to credits. I couldn't believe it. And that's the movie. It's crazy. It's outrageously crazy. There's, I, like, hair metal playing at the end, which is funny. I mean, I feel like there's been, there has to have been other sequels that have done this. But the fact that the part three acts like part two never happened. Yeah, that's a great I mean, there's got to be others like that, but it's rare. It is rare because you usually try and at least fold everything in, or, or like, like you're like, let me tie that bullshit back into well, this like, a little um, bit. Jaws: The Revenge totally disavows Jaws 3D. Like they There's forget that that movie happened. Yeah, we, we kind of forget about. Um, don't we forget about uh, Friday the Thirteenth with the Roy movie? 
Do, do we do we just let that one go? Yeah, that just kind of passes because then Jason's resurrected. So that's yeah. yeah. And Tommy Jarvis is back in that movie in the yeah. next one. Yeah, so that's yeah, and it, it's he never talks about the other stuff that happened. No, he's not like oh, that time I was living in a home yeah. and this yeah. other dude pretended to be Jason for a while. And I might have started killing people at the end of the movie, but uh, <laughs> but now I'm totally still worried about Jason. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. That's like true. I think they do sort of harken back to the Corey Feldman. Like I think he says like. Something about I've dealt with Jason before, yeah. but it's not like, oh, that time I was in that failed halfway house. <laughs> like, that doesn't happen. Actually, Jason Voorhees is very much like a Highlander, you know? Mm-hmm. You That's really true. just have to cut his head off and destroy his brain. <laughs> That's very true. I think, for, actually, uh, I mean, speaking of horror franchises, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 ignores that 2 ever happened. Two's like a weird standalone movie. Uh, really yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is... Highlander 2, The Quickening. Would anybody right. and recommend And also Halloween one? 3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, the big one. So, the, okay. All right. There's a lot of them. But it just happens to be in massive 80s horror franchises, right. I guess. Well, I, I never expected it from my fantasy fighting movies. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Well, to your point, yeah, Halloween 4 should be in a world without children. That would yes. be, That's a movie I'd love to see. Yep. I yeah. would love... Because, you know what? You could still kill 18-year-olds. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's just they wouldn't be babysitting anymore. You know why? Because they're all gone, but now they're down to some serious fucking... Oh, yeah, dude. We got to repopulate. Yep, get yeah. them kids back. Get get them... Hashtag get them kids back. <laughs> Would anybody recommend Highlander 2, The Quickening? It's kind of fun. It's stupid as anything. Um, there's more Connery, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah. He's chewing on scenery a lot more than he is in that first one. Um it's silly. It's it, it it's it is. If you're, I'm kind of a moderate fan of both of these of the first movie, and like, I kind of so I don't really I'm, I don't find it offensive. So I'm like, sure, whatever, whatever you want to say, Highlander, wherever we're going, that's cool. <laughs> I would recommend it for being dumb, fun, maybe a hangover movie. It's mm-hmm. not great. And I, you know, I, I think this I is like a road the... to a hangover movie. Do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, you're, no, you're right. You know what? While you're still fucking partying hard on Saturday night. You yeah. get home at 1, 2, whatever in the morning. Yeah. Throw Highlander 2 on and see how long you could stay up. Exactly. Like, you're getting home. You've stopped off for some, like, halal cart chicken. Yeah. You bring it back. You're trying not to wake up your wife just watching Highlander 2. Like, this is great. <laughs> and see how <laughs> long a very you specific it. experience. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> uh, I was talking to the young people. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Oh, pardon me. But obviously, uh, have a frame of reference to work with, you fucking animal watch highlander one <laughs> well i mean yeah you know i'd recommend this movie it's one of the dumbest things i've ever seen i can't even believe this is a thing uh you know like steve i i i'm i won't say that i'm i mean i don't know i guess indifference the wrong i'm just i'm i'm naive to this franchise i've only seen these two. Oh, i'm a high head <laughs> well, <laughs> oh i know christopher buddy. lambert officiated your wedding that's I a know. real story we were there it's crazy Pen punch cards. The sermon is free. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It is a hangover movie. It's so stupid. It's on Hulu, man. You can watch this movie right now. That's what we just did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, whatever. It's a good time. I probably wouldn't. I might watch these other movies. Probably not going to venture into this TV show. No, here's, that's the thing. Is I never watched the TV show. I actually skipped the fourth movie for a long time because they were bridging it with the TV show. And I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> um yeah, but I would say, even though Mario Van Peebles, you know, chomping the scenery and whatnot, three is worth a, worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Okay. You also get Christopher Lambert 
with a haircut. Thank oh, God shit. he gets his yeah, extensions out of his He's kind of looking more like, hey, it's the 90s guy. <laughs> Right. On this episode of Lady Slap, we're watching the entire Highlander franchise, TV show included. <laughs> we're giving Christopher Lambert a haircut. <laughs> He's asleep. Oh, man, He's been didn't... snoozing for hours, and we're going to cut his hair. <laughs> the Lady Slap tour bus. Here's a question. If you give a Highlander a haircut, is there like a mini quickening? It's, that... I think it's like oh. a soft breeze. <laughs> or like a static electricity. <laughs> That's Highlander 2, The Quickening, directed by Russell Malacki. If you want more WHM, check out whmpodcast.com or sideshownetwork.tv. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at WHM Podcast and right into that mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. 250 episodes. Some of your favorite WHM moments? We want to hear about them. And next week... It's another emergency programming episode. Weird. Wait, hold on. What oh, about the 10-year yeah. rule? No, 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 no. It's got to be off the table. Something what? big's happening. Something big's happening. Dolph Lundgren in Kindergarten Cop 2? But that just came out today. <laughs> yeah, well, we're doing it, man. See, the thing is, we're doing it sight unseen. Yeah. This is a real event episode, all right? Cancel your plans. <laughs> download the podcast. <laughs> Next week, it's going to be something. All right, so let's see right now, because we did this with Jingle All the Way to some predictions oh. about what we might see All right. in Kindergarten Cop Dolph 2. Lund- Dolph Lundgren, I yeah. predict, yeah. will get no less than two nut slams. Oh, oh. you stole mine? <laughs> All right, right here's mine. Wait, I'll give Steve a second to think of another one, because this is mine. I'm predicting Dolph Lundgren probably getting peed on in this Ooh, movie. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I am going to say yeah. that the word selfie appears at least once. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's totally. A good one. He's, he's definitely, he's going to clean, clean up puke with that weird, like, sawdust shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So getting peed on, selfie, sawdust puke. And then what was the first one? Uh, getting his getting punched in oh, the yeah. dick at least twice. Yes, yeah, so a dick slap. By the way, do you know who his co-star is in this movie? Larry the Cable Guy, MTV's own Bill Bellamy. Oh Get man, yeah man. Oh man. Oh, All so right. prediction: wow. Bill Bellamy has sex in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week with another useless sequel. I'm Andrew Jupin, Steven Sadat, Eric Siska. Take it easy. Yeah.